The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Key Marine Center. informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel Pep Talk. I am your co-host today, Jake, uh, because we're doing the Boat Smart, uh, sponsored by Key Marine Center, your Yamaha, Mercury, and Suzuki Repower Center. Uh, here with uh, with our host today, uh, Stefan Schmidt, the Marine Services Instructor at Georgetown Technical College. Great to see you this morning. How are you doing? Yeah, good morning. I would love to say it's a beautiful day outside, but maybe it'll clear up yeah. a little bit. I like a good overcast gray day myself. Yeah, you know, you have to have a bad day to appreciate all the awesome days that we get. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, yeah. look outside. You can still go boating, maybe. Get out there a little bit. Oh, I'm sure there's somebody Somebody's out there Somebody's right out there. Yeah. I've never gone to a boat ramp and not see at least one <laughs> trailer in there, you know? Yep. No matter what time. It could be snow out there somebody's gonna be out of there on their boat exactly yes like, and that's not a bad thing yeah it's like golf you know it could be pouring down rain hurricane in the bay and everybody's like you know oh, i'm going to play a few rounds exactly i was talking to mr brooks our assistant principal this morning he said they're supposed to golf he said i hope i'm not golfing in the rain you know but they'll they'll do it as long i guess as long as it's not lightning and we talked about oh lightning on a boat mm. lightning in the rain or out in the golf you know i'm sorry while you're golfing yeah. <laughs> in the golf golfing in the golf <laughs> yeah and like kramer you know, so I stay away um, from that stuff. I actually, th- that reminds me, I had a friend that was on a boat out in the lake one night and got struck by lightning, got hit. Got struck. Got hit. Did yeah. it get hurt? He he wasn't the same after that. Uh, wow. He really wasn't. It it, it, yeah, it did something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he lived through that. You know, yeah, it messed him up pretty bad. There are so many, it's not even our topic today, but we'll yeah. talk about it. You know, <laughs> there are so many different ways that people try to avoid that. And I guess yeah. the best thing is to plan your day. Right. Hopefully, you know, you don't go out there when it's thunderstorm chances and things like that. And, and, uh, I've been out there and you get caught out there and what do you do? You know, try to make it to the boat ramp. And if it's really bad, just leave your boat sitting on the dock and get it secured and wait in your truck and yeah. until it passes, maybe get underneath a bridge or something like that. But you, mm. I've knock on wood, never been struck by lightning it out on a boat or anywhere else. I don't mm. think that's a great thing to happen. You know, or you are listening to boat smart. It is a call or text in show eight five Oh four three seven sixteen twenty is the phone number. Key Marine is our sponsor. Key Marine located at 5621 Bay Road here in Pensacola, 850-492-0487. KeyMarineCenter.com is their website. You can also check them out on Facebook. Uh, Key Marine is your Yamaha Mercury and Suzuki Repower Center. Special discounting prices on all Yamaha Mercury and Suzuki motors. Right now they have a 20% customer appreciation going on until January 8th. You need to take advantage of that. 20% off of labor. And that could save you a lot of money. And I would suggest that you give them a call and schedule your appointment out there. Maybe you have an issue with your boat that you that you haven't addressed yet. Maybe you're looking for a repower. Maybe you need some electronics installed or anything like that. Key Marine is your go-to center for that, and you have 20% off of labor right now. Key Marine has Mercury and Yamahas in stock from 2.5 horsepower all the way up to 200, and they can order in your Suzuki product pretty quickly if you want if you're interested in a Suzuki product. Remember, Key Marine. 
uh, parts and stock for Mercruiser product as well. And uh, we had we we're working on a Mercruiser in our classroom right now, and it's hard to find parts for them. And uh, Key Marine is kind of your go-to place for that because, uh, you know, everybody says that the stern drives are going away. They're really not going away. You're just starting to see a lot less of them down here on the coast mm-hmm. and saltwater areas. So it's hard to find somebody that wants to work on them because the outboards – are predominant down in our area mm. because of the bigger horsepowers are going on the bigger boats and that's what people are starting to see now in our area so you know the stern drive product is kind of hard to find people that wants to work on that stuff and and key marine is the place to do that and and i forgive me because i'm just i i didn't spend time on boats when i was a kid so i'm going to kind of play the part of the layman here you know coming in from uh the uninformed part but i would think that like you said you would need a more powerful motor uh in these kind of waters as opposed to being out on a lake which might be you know pretty still and calm but you need the more horsepower in an area like this where you're gonna be out in the ocean right? yeah and the thing is when i i talk about when you put a motor on a boat always go to the max horsepower depending on the boat now if you're running a tritune or something like that you could probably go to the uh you know go to the uh, close to the max or not like on my boat it's not max horsepower i'm supposed to have a 200 i got a 175 mm. it's not you know it's, but how dare you you know <laughs> yeah on a tritune right <laughs> go a little fast with that thing yeah but you know the best the best thing to do is go to the max horsepower i feel like it gives you better fuel economy gives you better response mm. and gives you better get away from the lightning storm kind of situation you know right. if you do have a storm coming in mm-hmm. and get you back to shore pretty quickly and uh, get you back to the ramp or, or to the dock or whatever so yeah Yep, and then with what's going on is the the boats, the larger boats now, we have larger outboards, and with with the horsepower required for these larger boats, and, and the manufacturers are transitioning to outboard power. Now, if you look at that, it's it's uh, maintenance-wise, it's probably mm, easier to maintain an outboard than it would be a stern driver inboard. And we're talking about gas motors. I'm not looking at diesel stuff, but gas stuff, you know. And I think that's why you're starting to see that is because the manufacturers, there's more outboards, horse, higher horsepower outboards available for larger boats, and that's what you're seeing out on the water nowadays. So you're starting to see a lot of that. If you go up north on the lakes and stuff, you're still going to see a lot of stern drives. You're going to see, uh, you know, inboards and on the lakes, ski boats and stuff like that. Um, not because they're they're not looking at outboards. It's because their motors last so much longer up there in the fresh water. Mm. So down here, we you know, we got to – there's a lot of maintenance in the saltwater areas and that's why you start to see people repower quicker down here they they have to do more maintenance down in our area and that kind of thing so yeah so that, did i answer your question for you yes sir yeah all that right was great. good deal yeah anytime you have a question like that you jake just jump yeah. right in there yeah, and I, i'll try to answer it yeah. if you're listening out there and you have a question today give us a call or text 850-437-1620 is the phone number more than happy to take your call or text today maybe you have a question about your boat maybe you have a question about this crazy weather and what to do with my boat at this time, you know, when, as we get into the holidays and we start thinking about when it gets colder, I was, I kind of like to look out on the forecast out of ways mm. and see, you know, what the forecast looks like. And sometimes when it starts dipping down into the thirties, I start worrying about people's boats, you know, mm-hmm. and try to get them, get ready. So you might want to start thinking about that winterization, just storing my boat for the winter. If you're not using it right now, how are you going to do that and stuff? And we always start with fuel, Make sure that you got good fresh fuel in it and it's treated. That way, you, if you do have to store it for a couple months or so, you know, not use it and you're and get it ready. You know, when you talk about storing a boat and not using a boat, two different things. Storage is for long term. You know, just setting it up for a few months is no big deal. You just want to make sure you protect it from the cold weather and things like that. So you may not want to do a full winterization, 
but you may want to set up a, t- uh, a point where you can get to your boat in case it does get cold where you don't want to freeze the engine and, and or a lower unit or anything like that. Uh, one of the best things I could tell people is when, when you're getting colder outside is to trim your engine all the way down or your outdrive so the lower unit portion doesn't freeze. Because a lot of times that'll happen. If you got it trimmed up, think about this. It's like a, a bowl mm-hmm. or a glass, you know, a buck, and, it's, and when it rains, what happens right before it gets cold, it usually rains. Water gets into that gear case and fills it up with water. Uh, and then next thing you know, you got a freeze and you have a busted gear case. Mm. So the best thing I can tell you is to trim it all the way down to make sure that that doesn't happen to you. So that's on stern drives and, and outboards as well. Mm. We've had a, a good week this week in uh, Marine Service Technology class. And uh, I'm having a great time over there with my students. We're looking at transitioning several students out of uh, the classroom as we go into our new year. we got several that's got jobs. Uh, that are moving uh, moving out. We have a, a couple that are moving into different education fields. I have one that's going to a diesel course, and he's going to also go to a wooden boat course as well. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. So we're going to do that. We got a text. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, this uh, we have a text here. Is it okay to run the four stroke out of gas like you do with carburetors to uh, keep it clean? Yeah, that's a great question, and I'm gonna that's a when you talk to people about that and i never agreed with running one out of fuel whether it was a two-stroke or four-stroke well that's not good for a car engine either is it no no because we have all the if you're even if you're running a non-ethanol fuel uh or a or a regular fuel you have all these additives in in your fuels that they put in there for cars and stuff you know Mm -hmm. to make more octane and all the stuff that goes along with it so I believe, this is my belief out of the years that I've been doing this, is to treat your fuel for storage if you're planning on storing it, okay, mm-hmm. for a, a storage treatment. There's two different types of way to treat your fuel. You can treat it for running and you treat it for storage. It gives you a little extra uh, protection for storage, and you do the instructions on your your uh, whatever you're going to use. I use StarTron is what I use, and there's all kinds of different things out on the market. Yamaha has their own. Mercury has their own. But my recommendation is no on the four-stroke. I would make sure my fuel is treated. And if you don't feel comfortable uh, with the fuel you have in your boat, maybe get some uh, a small fuel tank or maybe a six-gallon tank and pre-treat it for storage, the tank of fuel, and do fresh fuel. And then run your motor 15 or 20 minutes or so to allow that fuel you know, in your driveway or in the wall and let that fuel get into your system, and then it should be protected. Mm. So, no, I don't agree with with uh draining your fuel system it's like we got a motor that came in our shop that sank it's a a 15 or 20 horsepower uh mercury that sank Mm. and when you have a motor that sinks and i'm gonna gonna relate this to the fuel okay Okay. so when you have a motor that sinks the very first thing you need to do is 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 get it out of the water if you can work on it at that point Mm. but if you don't have time to get that motor and start working on it immediately you should leave it underwater Oh, really? Yes, okay. because what happens as soon as you remove that engine from the water, air gets in there. Mm. Now we've got Oxidiz- all, yep, oxys- all yeah. yep, corrosion starts mm-hmm. building and stuff. The same thing with your carburetor as well. You know, you don't want to give space for air to, you know, in that system. And a lot of times that what happens when that air gets in an empty bowl, it starts, you know, working its wonders and, and adding and, and working on the uh, additives and stuff. And then you end up with a bunch of additives left in the bowl of your 
your carburetor or your your VST, your vapor separator tank, and that kind of stuff. So, mm. great question. I know yeah. a little ways on it, but yeah, I would treat my fuel, run my engine, and run it as often as you can. Even down here in our area, every few weeks, just run it on the flusher for a little while. Mm. Make sure you know get everything lubricated and that kind of stuff. So, right. yeah. Yeah, thank you for your uh, text there. A call or text us today, 437-1620. Uh, and if you have questions for Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Instructor at Georgestone Technical College, uh, check out georgestonecollege.edu. And they have a chat feature there as well. Yeah. I, I, noticed, I noticed that a lot on websites when I go visit them. There's usually either a chat bot or something set up to where when you say, yes, I want to chat, then it connects you with somebody, and then they can jump right on there and start yeah, it's chatting. A, it's, the, ours is not an immediate chat feature. What mm -hmm. it does, it sends a, a email to uh, a couple people at Georgetown, and they uh, forward those to the person oh, that okay. they're trying to get a hold of. And it could right. be anybody from myself, a mm -hmm. counselor, maybe financial aid or anything like that. Yeah. And that's what it does. And I, you know, and, and I go in if they send me one. And I try to email or call that person as mm -hmm. soon as I can and uh, get them that information they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Communication is a big deal, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. And right now, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's Boat Smart with Stefan Schmidt. Uh, if you have your questions, he's here right now live in the studio. Go ahead and call or text 437-1620, and we'll get it answered on the air. Yeah, we're more than happy to answer your questions for you. I want to shout out to Haley and Amelia. They, they, these are two females in my class, two ladies in my class, and, and uh, they uh, got their Yamaha inline certification on nice. Tuesday. So congratulations to them. That's a big deal. Yeah. We continue to add certifications. And, you know, I, I like it when, when uh, I get to talk about the ladies in my class because mm -hmm. we have several out there in the field. We have uh, women in our classroom. And uh, it's just a good opportunity for them uh, in our industry because – uh, many locations are looking for no matter men or women in our industry to go to work for them. And, you know, I'm, I'm a believer that women can do what men can do. If you put your mind to it and they, and they work hard. And a lot of times they're, they're much more attention to detail, you know, and I think that, uh, they do a great job in my class and, um, I'm just happy to, that they got the certification this week. They're now moving on to their V engine certification and they're going to get that as well. And all that does is add to their resume. You know, it adds to their resume. Yeah. And we make a big celebration out of it. You know, on Thursday nights, we give out certificates. And the class celebrates with them. And we and they clap with, you know, do hand clapping and all that stuff. And because and it, it is a big deal. Right. And, you know, we should celebrate those accomplishments and stuff. So we have another text. Yes. Uh, okay. Definitely congratulations, Haley and Amelia, for uh, passing. Um, we have a uh, text question here from a listener. Do you cut the fuel line to put a Yamaha connector in line to run the six gallon tank? Okay. If you can avoid cutting the fuel line, uh, you know, uh, there's usually on any, if depending on horsepower, but on, on the, uh, if you look at the larger motors, 115 and up nineties and up, you know, up those, if you go close to the lower cowling, there will be a, a connection there. There'll be a little barb hose barb. And that's where I would probably make my connection at that point. Mm. So you could do it there. If you have a fuel tank that has a fuel line already on it, uh, that that's where I would go with that. If you have a quick connect, like the smaller horsepower, you just pull your quick connect off your existing, put it on your fuel tank for the smaller tank, 
you know, and use that for a little bit or go get you another one. So you don't have to go back and forth if you don't want to do that. So yes, that's how, that's how you do that. If you're not comfortable with it, you know, you could always take it to key Marine and they're more than happy to do that for you. Exactly. And 20% off labor, right? Yeah. Now. Right now they'll mm-hmm. save you some money on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good question. And yes. you know, when you talk about, when you get on the air, I try to tell give people advice, you know, and, and try to help them out. And, and I got a, uh, a customer that, uh, came in a few months back we we were doing a lower unit repair and his fuel gauge wasn't working and we looked at the fuel gauge and we found out that the sender wasn't working at that time so he needed his boat he wanted to go fishing and he and he knew that he could go so far so he didn't with the fuel you know how much fuel's in his boat so he said i'm gonna i said and we were working on it was a screw that was tight and i didn't want to break it off in the fuel tank because then i couldn't get him ready for the weekend because where it's on a thursday we're getting ready to you know end the day so i called him up and i said hey let us uh, reschedule this, bring it in on a Monday so I have a little time with your fuel tank to get that sender out, mm-hmm. and then we can work on have a little time to make sure we do it correctly. Well, the customer decides to do it on his own, Uh-oh. and now we're replacing a fuel tank. <sighs> because, you know, when I give, you know, when I give advice out here, I want you to make sure that you can do the work. Yes. Because you could do a lot more damage you know, even on mixing a fuel tank, if you don't know how to mix the additives in your fuel tank, that mm. can, you know, you can do more damage right. than good, right? So now we have a fuel tank. It's a plastic fuel tank, and those things to me are just a pain when you're doing with fuel cinders and stuff. Mm. Uh, so we're doing a plastic fuel tank, and now we got we got to have we're, now we're involving a fiberglass shop. They got to mm. cut out the deck. We got to go ahead and pull the fuel tank. We got to put it all back in, and then they got to put the deck back in the boat and get all that fiberglass done. So a you know, fifty dollar repair, uh, and now we're talking in the thousands of dollars. Dope. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And and it, you know, you you would think changing out a fuel center would be such a simple thing, and it's really not, uh, because you need to know what you're work, dealing with. Well, yes, uh, I wouldn't think anything on there would be simple for somebody like me, but I can tell by the way you talk about it. You've done this so many times. You know it inside and out, just like the back of your hand. Oh. And sometimes you just can't help it when you're put, you know, you may have something you're dealing with and especially on these plastic tanks, if you don't pay attention to what you're doing, you cross thread a a screw going back Mm -hmm. in the fuel center. And the next thing you know, you got a tank that you can't even deal with. Some people will clock the, the cinders and put them back in with just other kinds of screws. But when I get, when it comes to fuel systems, I don't play around. Mm. I'm, I am so, uh, you know, adamant to my students that we do not, you know, take shortcuts. We're going to do it correctly. Right. And uh, we uh, were, this, this was real life in there that my students, we had a full fuel tank leaking fuel in our shop, right? <laughs> yeah. And I've had students, of course, we don't smoke over there. And I'm like, always oh, like, do, do not smoke, you know. Right. But we got to be very careful in these situations. Your cell phone, the tools that you're using, all these things that you have around fuel vapors, you want to be very careful with because you don't want to create a spark while you're, your cell phone? Oh, I, yeah, cell phones, static please, electricity. Please oh, static. Okay. You know, wow. around the cell phone Ooh. and that kind of stuff, you know. Mm. So my students like to, I'll say, hey, you need a flashlight. And they'll bring a cell phone. Uh-uh. And I'm here, I said, nope, Mm-mm. cell phone don't count as a flashlight. You know, you need you need flashlights. Wow. But, yeah, and Amelia was the one that was working on this job. And, and uh, you know, I'm explaining to her what we got to do. We sh- there was one screw that broke off, and we got fuel spilling out of the boat. And, we're, and I'm telling her, look we got to be very careful here. You can't even grab that screw with a pair of uh, pliers or uh, channel locks or, or, or vice grips because if it slips off of that metal to metal, 
and you create a spark, you got a problem. Uh, so we wow. do everything we can to evacuate the, the fumes and the smell and, and move forward. So the students at my school over at Georgetown Tech in the Marine Service class get real life, oh, yeah. you know, circumstances <laughs> where they get to work on this stuff and say, oh, wow, I need to be very, very careful in this situation. Mm-hmm. So we ended up, now we have the fuel, everything stabilized. We got the fuel out of the boat. We got, uh, I got soap and water in the fuel tank right now waiting for the, uh, because we're going to replace the fuel tank anyway. So, mm-hmm. I, and, and even if I was doing a, a, a fuel system, I would try to, you know, fill the tank up with something to get the fuel out, soap right. and gone or whatever, going, right? Yeah. Yep, and get all that out of there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's another one that we've been working wow. on over wow. there. <laughs> you know, and uh, you just got to be careful. Yeah. And, uh, I don't even change my own oil in my truck. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to uh, I'll bring it to somebody who knows. So yeah. if, you've, if you've got a boat, you've got any questions, uh, let us know. 437-1620 is our number. Call or text, uh, and we'll get your answers uh, for you. Uh, wow. There's just yeah. so much to this, man. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't even try to do anything to a motor myself because well, I know that would be me. I, I would have a, a $5 part and somehow in looking for that part, you know, and getting it in there, I would cause about 5,000 in damage. Right. And that's, you yeah. know, and that happens and, and, uh, we're there to fix it. And the funny, sometimes people get mad at you because you're giving them bad news, well, even in our place where we're at, you know, cause we're working on uh, people boats in the school district and sometimes they get mad at us because we have to give them bad news mm. you know uh, so you know it, it's a real world situation over there yep. and uh we try to keep everything calm and organized and safe and 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 a lot of learning going on and so i'm really happy with oh. what we're doing over there we got a phone call we do have a phone call okay, let me let's... grab that and right. uh, i'll be right back all right sounds good so uh also want to give a shout out to uh clayton he is our dual enrolled student and uh, dual enrolled is a student that goes to high school or, uh, you know, junior or senior in high school. And they come to my class after school for several hours, for three hours. And then uh, they uh, sometimes want to come back to our class, hopefully, next year as a senior, as a, uh, a, an adult. But I want to give a shout out to Clayton. He's our dual enrolled. He is our student of the month this month. And uh, I'm very proud of him. Uh, he actually got uh, some tools, and he got a, a, a cup, a Marine Service uh, cup that he got from that, and a certificate. And Clayton does just a, a great job in our classroom, and, and he's very excited about being in there. And I just have to keep him, you know, settled down because he's so excited mm. about being in my class. So want to give him a shout-out and just tell him thank you for the good job that he's doing and the excitement that he brings to my class and things like that. Sorry, I left my mic on. You probably heard me talking uh, to that lady on the on the uh, phone there. Uh, she didn't have a question, so not about boats anyway. So okay. I'm sorry about right. that. Hey, you know, we'll take any questions yeah, we'll sometimes. Take any you questions. Know, I had somebody yeah. call me on here one time that was asking me about taking a boat out and and uh, to uh, ask his girlfriend to, be, to marry him or something or something Uh-oh. like well, that. that yeah. You know, and asking me about that. I was like, okay, I'll give you some advice. advice, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you would have to charge for that kind of advice. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. We get all kinds of phone calls in here. Sometimes it's just funny. So, yeah. Wow, this cl- show is already Man, to the end. I'm telling you. It goes by so quickly. It does. It yeah. does. Hey, real quick, tomorrow, Pensacola uh, Christmas Parade. So yes. go downtown, and, and I'm pulling a float for the crew to Yaya's tomorrow. Leave it here to go check out that float, make sure everything's safe on it. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, hopefully, weather permitting, we'll be da- downtown uh, taking care of that. And our float captain, Emmy Bass, is over there right now taking care of that float. And uh, we hopefully see everybody downtown tomorrow. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'll see Cat Country and News Radio 92.3 down there uh, throwing out some goodies and waving at everybody and, uh, you know, cheesing it for everyone. It'll be great. So, the kids. Bring the kids. Bring the kids. We're going to have yes. kids all over our floats. If it's not pouring down rain, hopefully we'll still hopefully be able to not. do this. Yeah, it'll be it. great. Stefan Schmidt, thank you so much. Yes. That's all right. We'll see you next yeah. week. All right. <laughs>